I always thought that it was my fault. It was my fault that I was overweight. It was my fault that I gained weight. It was my fault that I couldn't lose weight. And it wasn't. And it isn't. It's what goes on up here. What goes on in your head is so strong. And now I know whatever life throws my way, I'm going to be okay because I'm okay. What's going on team? Welcome back to another episode of Dieting from the Inside Out. I have a really, really cool episode ahead of you today. Um, We are talking about specifically what I'm calling going from binging to baking, because here's here's what I mean by that. I, I think binge eating, I know for a fact, it can be so debilitating, so overwhelming, can consume your entire life, and it makes weight loss impossible. It, it just blatantly does. Like there's, there's so many layers to binge eating, but at the end of the day, not only does it haunt your life and ruin everything, but it also will stop you from enjoying so many areas of your life and make losing weight, like not even possible for you. Because every time you get ahead, binge eating brings you right back to square one. And I don't want to just tell you how to get rid of binge eating. I want to obviously tell you that. And that's what we're going to do. But I want to show you an example of what's possible and and an actual case study of this, because here's my thing. Um, I, I think being able to relate to someone's story is so powerful. And this is why people's stories can be so life-changing. And I want to show you an amazing woman named Heather. And Heather's a client of ours. And Heather has gone through our program and has crushed it and done so well and gotten completely on the other side of all of her struggles. She has completely 180'd her life. That's why our program is called 180 Impact. But I don't, my, th- my thing is this I, I hate it when coaches like me just show like the after picture or just show the transformation or just like tell about the success story. But they then they they don't do a very good job at giving you the context behind it or hearing from the actual person or giving you tangible takeaways you can apply to your life. Like, don't get me wrong. I love a good before and after picture myself. Excuse me. But I think it's more I think it's way more helpful to show people the context, the story, the full picture and takeaways. That way, anyone watching or listening can get a lot of, a lot of value out of that, that they, that they can apply to their life. So that's what, what today's episode is about. You're going to see an amazing story, meet an amazing human named Heather. Um, coach Grant, myself and Heather are going to be doing this like three-way podcast. It's, it's fantastic. And I know you're going to get a lot of value out of it. So you want to stick around for the whole thing. Now, some housekeeping before we get into that big, thank you to the, to the sponsors of the show. Sponsor number one is flex pro meals because it just makes (laughs) <laughs> this whole game of, uh, of unpredictable schedules and meal prepping and things like that so much easier. And it saves you a lot of money. Um, I, I use flex pro almost every day. I always like having their, their meals on deck in my fridge at all times. This way, whenever schedules get un- unpredictable, whenever something happens, forget to make food, don't want the food that we did make. They're just right there and they're made by a chef. They're calorie and macro friendly. They taste amazing and they ship right to your front door and it's cheaper than going through a drive through. It's hard to get a better combination than that. If you want to check out what they got going on, go to either flexpromeals.com or you can go to the uh, the link in the description and I have a link there, but I like saving people money. So if you want to use my code Hamilton trained, you can save uh, an additional 20% off at checkout, which is pretty legit. Then another big sponsor, uh, First Form. Big thank you to First Form. This is one of the few times I don't have on one of their shirts. I actually, if you're watching the YouTube, I have on my Powerline shirt. Um, for those, my fellow 90s kids, you get what I'm saying, Powerline, the best, uh, like from the Goofy movie. I, I love my 90s shirts. But anyway, um, big thank you to First Form. I have one of their energy drinks in front of me if you're watching the uh, the YouTube. But anyway, um, you guys know, for, uh, I talk about it all the time. Supplements are not the end all be all 
but fuck, they do play an important role for so many people in filling gaps you are not getting with food because that's, that's literally what they're for. They're not to replace food. They are to fill the gaps you're not getting with food, whether this be something like fish oil for your omegas and omegas and inflammation, whether this be protein powder because you're having trouble staying full while trying to lose weight or not getting enough through food or you're tired of chicken, whether it be a vitamin or a green supplement because you're not getting the, like the five or seven servings of fruits and vegetables, things like that. So, um, I just want to make sure that your money is going to the best possible quality of products and, and things like that. You're, it's not being wasted because what most people do, if we're being honest, they either go into GNC or Amazon, they try to say, well, what would taste the least shitty and what's the cheapest? problem is it's no wonder those supplements are not helping you. They're making your stomach hurt and then you're not getting the results you're looking for. Um, but first form does things differently. It's why I partner with them. So you should definitely go check out the link in the description. Um, and they'll make sure you get taken care of. And as always, if you have questions, I'm always here for you now, without further ado, let's get into the show. If you're not subscribed, be sure and subscribe. Otherwise I will talk to you very soon. I think we are not live, but we are, we are hot. We are, we are on hot mics, right? Hot mics. (laughs) How are you? How are things? Good, thank you. Things are good in this neck of the woods. I love it. Well, Heather, the reason I wanted to get you on, and I have known for months what I wanted to call this episode. I have wanted to call it Binger to Baker um, yes. <laughs> because that I just think it's I just think it sounds cool, and it's the epitome of what you've done. You know, like with all of this, I'm curious. Did you ever think? these two worlds would come together like with all the the struggles with binging and food relationships and now it's like you bake every fucking day and have no problems with that at all like did you ever think these two worlds would come together no i never thought these two worlds would be at peace and that's how i feel um i never thought that i would be able to lose weight and bake cookies um and make money at it and be able to lose weight at the same time. I never thought that peace with food would ever exist. Mm. That's I've never thought about wording of that. Like I I've always thought about like food freedom and like, like relationship with food, but I feel like peace around food has an entirely different connotation to it. Um, Mm -hmm. Coming from someone who's understood how it is to be chaotic and uncertain and debilitated by food. You know what I mean? For, for, so for, I'm curious for you, cause we'll just jump right in. How, how, uh, like to give context. So for those listening, where were things like before coaching, before, um, you got to this peaceful state around food and weight loss, like give a little bit of backstory around your journey, like before all this. Sure. Okay. So I've always been, um, a heavier girl, a heavier person. Um, I was one of those people back in high school, I thought I was so overweight. Um, I called myself every name in the book and so did other kids. And honestly, when I look back at those pictures, that's my goal weight. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I, I have been with Weight Watchers off and on since I was 12 years old. Um, I was literally dropped off at the doors and, um, my parents did the best that they could. I love my parents. And they did the best they could with the knowledge that they had. Um, I've always struggled with my weight. And that's not something I don't think either one of them has ever struggled with at the level that I do and that I did. Um, I've tried Weight Watchers. I don't know how many times I've um, done it. I've tried Atkins. I tried some slim fast. I could never do intermittent fasting because I get hangry and I will kill people. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, 
Relatable. Yeah. <laughs> and I've always, always struggled with it. I've always thought about food. Um, I would do the Monday to Friday extreme diet. Um, I did the uh, Shakeology one. I've tried everything. Um, my last stop was before you guys was at Noom. And what Noom did for me is it introduced the door. The reason why it appealed to me initially is because they talked about they do a very, very low key, very surface level of cognitive behavior therapy because mm. I have been struggling with food my whole life. I know what to do. And so I thought, well, something's going on between the years. Noom didn't work because it still labels food as good, bad, ugly, uh, red, yellow, green. However, it did introduce the concept of cognitive behavior therapy and just therapy in general in introducing relationships to food. And it also got me on the train of the anti-diet culture. And Jared, that's where I found you on TikTok. Um, and that's, and then I went down the rabbit hole and I'm like, this makes so much sense. Mm. And then, uh, I was in your group fat loss simplified for quite some time. I watched all the YouTube videos. I watched all the TikToks. Yeah, and then <laughs> I was on one of your, uh, one of your live shows and I put my name out there as to, you know, maybe I'll try it. And, um, I got a, you know, I think I want a discount or something like that. And then I talked to you about it and I talked to my husband about it. And then I was introduced to Grant. And I firmly believe that you guys started me off not at a weight loss session, um, but just healing that relationship with food. And that's what has always been missing. I always thought that it was my fault. It was my fault that I was overweight. It was my fault that I gained weight. It was my fault that I couldn't lose weight. And it wasn't. And it isn't. It's what goes on up here. What goes on in your head is so strong. And you have to get rid of all the ideas of good food versus bad food. For me, when I grew up, I was a food sneaker. So um, I would have to sneak food. Because again, food was good or bad. I was allowed to eat certain foods and I was not allowed to eat certain foods that other members of my family were allowed to eat. Again, love my parents. They did the best that they could with the knowledge that they had, okay? Um, but you guys introduced me to the fact that food is neither good nor bad. And that allowed me to realize that, I don't know, a chocolate bar is 250 calories. But for my entire life, 25, 30 years of Weight Watchers, of counting Richard Simmons cards. That's how old I am. <laughs> um, <laughs> on Weight Watchers, if you get, let's say, 27 points a day, a candy bar is seven points or six points. It's ridiculous. Well, that's half of your, that's half of my points almost. So what I learned was to sneak food because that's what I had to do around the home. I was hungry. I was a child and I was hungry. So I would eat crackers and I would eat things that wouldn't be noticed because I was hungry. And that was something that I struggled with. I feel like I'm going all over the place. I'm really no, sorry. this is perfect. This is beautiful. You could keep going. You're great. Okay. <laughs> so I learned that a chocolate bar is 
250 calories. Yeah. If I, as a grown woman, can lose weight consuming 2,000 calories, 250 calories literally means nothing. And before I met you guys, before I started the therapy and like cognitive behavior therapy, whatever, one of the jokes I would make was the only thing that would stop me eating chips was the bottom of the bag. Hmm. And that's how I used to be. That is not how I am now. And that's not how I have been for months and months and months. Woohoo! Yes, it's, it's <laughs> huge. I've learned tricks along the way. Um, you know, I get, I don't know if you guys have it in the States. In Canada, you can get um, a bag of small bags at the grocery store rather than one big family mm-hmm. bag right. of chips. Um, so I have those because if I want to have Doritos and if I want to have Cheetos, I can. And each bag is 150 calories, so it's 300 in total. But we also had um, a couple of weeks ago a big family pack of chips. And I ate what I wanted and I put it back. So mm-hmm. now that's wow. not scary for me. Cookies aren't scary for me. I still have, I threw out Christmas cookies because... They've been in my house. I threw out chocolate because honestly, we have too much of it because I'm not eating it. And that's all because of the work that I've done with you guys in the group, with you guys in the private group and with Grant and taking that time rather than run full steam ahead of I'm going to be perfect. I'm going to do this, that and the other. I healed the relationship with food. I don't sneak food anymore. I'm not an emotional eater anymore. Um, and I don't, if I want a chocolate bar, I have the stupid chocolate bar. <laughs> and I write it down and I move on. And if I overindulge in one day, that's okay. The next mm-hmm. day or that moment, whatever it may be, I go back to eating the way that I want to eat, not should, want to. And I don't penalize myself for it. Holy shit. I feel like we should end the podcast like on that. <laughs> that was incredible. No, I'm, I'm serious, Heather. Like, I don't think I could have said that any better. I don't think Grant could have said that any better. Mm. Um, we are so proud of you and how good you've done. You have been what I would call a professional executor with this because um, that's, in my opinion, what dictates so many people being successful with all of this stuff is there's a lot of people who listen and go, okay, cool. And okay, cool. And they, and, but executing and putting your actions together with the, this is the hard work. Anyone can drop their calories. Anyone can go work out every day. Anyone can, can do all that surface level diet culture bullshit every day for a little while. But what you've done is the really hard shit, fixing your relationship with food, fixing your relationship with yourself, uh, taking a break from weight loss. Cause like, like you said, we, when you started where we don't let people go right into weight loss cause it wouldn't have mattered. You know what I mean? Like it, it wouldn't have at all. So I'm curious for you, you said nothing worked up until actually just for those listening to have full context. How, I know I'm not supposed to ask this. How old are you? I am. I have to do the math. Uh, <laughs> Uh, 48. I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's amazing. Because here's the thing. This is one of my biggest pet peeves in the industry. So many people who are 35, 45, 50, they think they're a lost cause. They think 
because they have decades of suffering and struggle behind. I was just on the phone with, um, with, uh, with someone just literally right before this call. Um, she just turned 55. Uh, it was just, uh, it was uh, one of our other clients. We were, I was just touching base with her. Um, she actually won the scholar, one of the scholarships this last time. And she, uh, it was the same thing. She's like, I thought I was a lost cause. I tried everything and I thought it was too late. I thought because I was 55, my shit was broken and I couldn't be fixed. And, and I think a lot of people struggle with that. Did you ever feel like that? Because, because of any of those reasons, did you ever feel like it was too late for you? No, I never gave up. Good. I never I gave that. up. Um, I took, I took periods of time off for sure out of sheer frustration. Um, I remember at one point in time, um, with gosh, after I had my first son, um, I got up to not my all time weight, but a very, very high weight. And I joined Weight Watchers. I white knuckled it. I, this is another epiphany that I had. I white knuckled it. I never enjoyed the process. I never enjoyed where I was. I lost 70 pounds in a year. And I remember never appreciating how hard I had worked, how far I had come. I always looked at where I was on that scale and I always thought I could do better. I shouldn't be here. I should be there. If only I'd lost two more pounds. If only, if only, if only. And then I lo- I got pregnant with my second child. I had him and I remember I was so angry because I had gained weight. Mm-hmm. I was pregnant. Every woman gains weight when they're pregnant. And I remember being so angry because I had to lose it all again. And I was angry for years and I took it out on myself. And now I've come to realize that it, it doesn't matter what time goes by. You still have to deal with it in the present. It doesn't matter if you are 20 years old, 30 years old, 60 years old, your time is your time and how you choose to invest your time in yourself, how you choose to reflect on your time is up to you. Because you can be angry for a year at the weight that you're at because it's not fair. A year will go by regardless. You're still going to be a year older. It's just like if you go to school and you're like, I want to do this in school, but I'm going to be in school for five years. Five years is still going to go by. Yeah. Does it matter if you finish, take a program that finishes in three years or five years? It doesn't matter. It's the same as your age. You can sit there. And be angry and miserable with yourself, angry at yourself. Time will still pass. You will still get older. It may take longer to lose, but that's okay. As long as you don't give up. And I never gave up. I got mad. But I never, <laughs> I never gave up. And I'm sure there are some women out there that can appreciate losing a significant amount of weight regaining it for pregnancy and being mad. Sure. Oh yeah, Um, absolutely. But one thing that I've learned this time is like, I'm down 45 ish pounds. I'm floating between 45. She says that so casually, (laughs) But, (laughs) but I appreciate where I am because where I was last time, I would have said I've only lost 45 pounds. I wanted to be at 50 pounds by now. And even if I was at 50 pounds, 
I would say to myself, I've only lost 50 pounds. I should be at 55. Whatever I did wasn't good enough. I think that was probably one of the the best mindset shifts you made, honestly, along the way was that being able to be present, being able to be happy in the moment. Yes, absolutely. So I have a question on that. I want to stay in this because this is something that um, it's one of my favorite things to ask most guests I have on um, because everyone's answer is a little bit different. And I think it's the key. I think this is one of the biggest keys um, to being successful with this is where did that shift happen for you? Like, but more specifically, how did you teach yourself to enjoy the process? How did you, how did, cause like we, we have our ways we'll have like clients do it and whatnot, but, um, it's like, there's the old saying, the man who loves to walk will walk further than the man who loves the destination. But then the question is, how do you become a man who loves to walk? I was talking with, uh, on the last episode with, with, uh, Sal from mind pump about that. But, um, for you, you said, when you said that you've started enjoying the process, you've been able to recognize and, and stop shooting on yourself and started really allowing yourself to feel and being happy about all these things. Where did that shift happen? And like, what things were, have you changed to on the day to day with those things? If that makes sense. Um, it does. Okay. That's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. It's a lot. I know it's a lot. So I hope I answer it all. If I don't, whatever, but (laughs) I think that it changed last summer. I was a few months in, uh, with Grant and I was walking And I had, you know, I was listening to music and whatever. And I was just thinking about the time and I was really enjoying the walk. And I remember walking and my goal was to walk to a certain spot because everyone, when you're in your neighborhood, everyone has a route that they go on. Yep. And I remember I was just feeling good. I don't remember how much I was down. Honestly, I don't. Um, But I just remember thinking, I'm feeling good. And so I continued walking. And then I continued walking and I continued walking until finally I'm like, I have to go to the bathroom. I should probably wind my (laughs) way home, but I really could continue to walk. And that's when it kind of shifted that I was in the moment. Mm. I wasn't figuring out, I need to get to the end goal. I need to get my walk in kind of like, wait, I'm, I'm comparing the two. Okay. Um, I wasn't thinking about, I need to go for a walk. I need to hit, you know, that lamppost down there because then I know by the time I double back, it's exactly two kilometers because God forbid I should go 2.1 kilometers <laughs> and, and I need to get there in this time. And that's kind of how it, it started was I just was enjoying the music. I was enjoying the scenery. I was walking my new dog and I just was in the moment and it gave me time to think it gave me time to breathe and i'm like let's continue on i have the time and let's continue and to me that was the parallel of i have the time in life every day i have hopefully the time in life in years let's continue on because either i can torture myself of i'm never good enough I'm never losing the weight fast enough. I'm eating too much. I'm eating too little. I'm perfection is an illusion and it'll drive you insane. And it's the same with exercising to me. Just do it. Just take the time. Enjoy it. Um, and with, I don't know. I don't know if that makes that, sense. I know that's exactly what, what I was asking. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Okay. 
You, Heather, you should start your own podcast if we're being real. This is, you have such amazing insight in the way that you articulate. You should literally just start your own podcast. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> That's you. funny. I love it. Um, Grant, so I, I'm curious from your perspective, right? Cause like one of my favorite things to do like right now is I like want to hear out of Heather's brain, but then I also like to hear about it. And I think it helps everyone listening from all the different sides. Cause I, I just wrote an email on this. Um, one of my biggest pet peeves is when people like me, like other coaches, all they do is talk about their client stuff. But my thing is like, I would rather hear it from the person, you know, like that's just how I would rather hear it. I want to hear it out of their mouth. But then I also think there's a lot of value hearing it from like, from the coaches end too. So for you, where do you feel like it started to shift for her? Cause I, that's what, that's, that's what I think is the fast, most fascinating is some people it's all at once. It's like a, an epiphany moment. Some people it's like watching your hair grow and it's like, Oh, I just, mm -hmm. I, one day I just realized I hadn't struggled in three months or whatever. So from, from grant your perspective, where did this start to change for her? Yeah. Well, so Heather, I, I, uh, very vividly remember whenever you sent me the email about you going on the walk and, um, that's when I think that it definitely got, uh, solidified in your mind, but, um, I definitely was seeing it a lot, uh, a lot more before that. And to kind of just take everything that you said, I would expand that to everything, right? I think that the big kind of pivotal moment for you is once you start not, not saying that you were a negative person, but once you just started to exude that positivity, once you really started to, you know, find that true happiness in the moment with what you're doing. And I think that a lot of that kind of, you know, came from us, you know, just through a lot of the things that we did, you know, unlearning a lot of things, um, you know, realizing, for example, that, yeah, you know, it's just, Hey, uh, candy bar is a candy bar. Right. Um, you know, and I think that, you know, through that, a lot of it changed, but I think the big thing was once you started to find that positivity in literally any and all situation, right? Yeah, we went over on calories. So what? It doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, we uh, maybe didn't uh, get in a, a workout today. That's okay, right? Again, it's it's finding the positivity in the moment. I think that from my perspective, leading up to that, that was one of the biggest shifts in you. I love that. Heather, from your perspective, I'm curious, how do you balance the, like to piggyback off what Grant just said? Um, I call that the dichotomy of grace and grace and standard or disciplines, right? Where it's like having the grace of like, it's fine. I missed the workout. I'm going to get back on track or, you know what? I it's, it's, you know, I'm going to not beat myself up, but most people have the hugest struggle between giving themselves grace, and, but then also having discipline and standards. Cause you can argue they're polar opposites, but we have to have both. And you seem to have a really beautiful grasp on that dichotomy of grace and standards. So for you, how do you navigate both of those? Um, it's sometimes a struggle. I'm not going to lie. Um, I used to be an all or nothing person. And sometimes those old thoughts do creep up into my head. And when they do, um, Again, one thing that I've learned um, is just to sit with the emotions. So whatever is driving me to feel the opposite of grace, mm. um, it's usually for me something deep down that's bubbling around that is usually a negative, icky emotion. Um, and I just sit with it just for a few minutes and I just feel it and I let it wash over me, if you will. Um, you, and then I remember it's okay. This is just a moment in time. It'll pass. Um, I don't have to be perfect. There's no such thing as perfect. 
I also can't allow myself to say, well, you know, you know, I, I don't feel like it. So therefore I, I don't have to. It is a slippery slope to keep yourself accountable. Um, I do think that, um, having someone having grant to ro- report back to you is really important. And I also think the spreadsheet that I fill out on a daily basis is incredibly important. It's almost like a checklist, like a to-do list, if you will. Um, so that is part of it as well. I love that. <clears throat> that's, just, that's so beautifully said. Grant, from your perspective, I don't think I've ever asked you this because from the coaching standpoint, when someone especially has a default, like, like Heather, we've talked about you, your natural because of your, uh, your childhood and because of your previous struggles, your default is to go what I call on the side of like self-deprecation and too much, too intense, too all or nothing. Cause I think that's a big piece of it. But how, how does one start to learn to balance that dichotomy of grace and standards? Because each of them independently are not sustainable on their own. If you're only discipline and no grace, well, then your life sucks. But if you're only grace and no discipline, well, that leads to to laziness and to weight gain and to never accomplishing anything. So from your perspective, how do you teach that? Like, what do you think? So I think the best way that I can explain that it's figuring out and establishing what self-love actually is. Because I I think that a lot of people don't necessarily have a good grasp on that. They think that self-love is pushing themselves to, you know, the the extreme on, you know, either end, right? You know, self-love is to, you know, love yourself enough to, you know, eat whatever you want and not give a shit about certain things. Self-love is on the other end, you know, working out seven days a week and, you know, two hours a day doing everything to the extreme. So I think that a lot of that boils down to getting a firm, established understanding of what it actually means to love yourself, right? Because again, it's loving yourself is allowing yourself to have this. Loving yourself is also, you know, allowing yourself to work out and call yourself out on bullshit and not let yourself negatively self-talk. So, I mean, I don't know if I did a good job of, of really articulating that, but from my perspective, I think the best thing that I can say for that is it's legitimately figuring out what self-love is. Mm, that's good. I love that. I love that. So I'm, I'm curious, um, for you when it, when it came to all this, and I always like to ask this cause everyone's perspective is different. Um, things get really real when it comes time to invest in yourself, especially financially. Right. So for you, um, for you, what made you get to the point where you're like, okay, I want to invest in myself monetarily. Cause again, like everyone, like it's like the old saying goes only people who pay, pay attention, um, or take things really seriously in a lot of cases. So for you, what made you decide to invest in yourself to go, okay, this is it. I need to get help. Well, it it was, it was quite a few things, if you will, jumbled up together. Um, Weight Watchers is not cheap, especially Weight Watchers for 30 years. How much have I paid to Weight Watchers on their meetings, on their products, on everything. I've paid a butt ton of money for it. And I developed horrible relationships with everything. Um, I learned through, because I did end up taking the cognitive behavior therapy further with an actual therapist. Nice. That was an investment in myself. And it made me realize, you know, I can only do so much. I can only use the tools that I have in my toolbox. I am not an expert. I don't know everything. And that in turn, turn to you guys. 
I've tried everything in my mind. Um, and I'm like, no, you know, if therapy worked, if therapy introduced the concept, they laid the, I guess, the groundwork, if you will, to me being open to looking even at the relationship, the messed up relationship I had with food. Why wouldn't I be open to going to you guys? Because you guys are weight loss, but you're also working on the mind, dieting from the inside out. So it was an investment in myself. I was on a journey. It was a long journey. I'm going to say that it probably took a couple of years before I even opened the door to you guys. Mm -hmm. But I am worth it. Um, We thankfully are in a financial position where I could afford it. Um, And I have a very supportive husband. I love that. And I can't take the money with me. I was on the road to living a shorter life. Um, Physically and also mentally, there was a huge burden to live with the struggle, the constant struggle of food. You can't stop eating. You have to learn how to live with it. You have to learn how to eat food, but in moderation. And to me, that was worth it. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. You you said three things that really stuck out to me. Um, Number one was you have a lot to lose. Like when you said you were on a track to a shorter life, I think people quite literally don't realize what's at stake if they stay stuck. You know what I mean? Um, The second thing you said was that you're worth it. I think because I agree with you a thousand percent. And I think a lot of people struggle with this sense of unworthiness. And it's almost this view of because they don't view themselves as worthy, they don't think they're will- they're, they should invest in themselves. But I think investing, especially financially in yourself, and I'm not even meaning just in coaching, like, like again, your therapist or in a gym membership or whatever, you, someone, whoever's listening to this, their thing is, I think it, it's the point where you're proving to yourself you have value because you're putting something you value into it. I think it makes it really real. I think we live in a place where everyone says affirmations in the mirror. And they're like, yes, I'm good enough. I'm worth it. I'm deserving. But when it comes times to quite literally put their money where their mouth is of, you know what? I'm so worth it. I'm going to invest this thing that I value a lot, which is money into it. I think that's where there's this big disconnect. Um, and then the third thing that you said was that food isn't going anywhere like that. It's going to be here forever. This is why I hate it when coaches and people say, Oh, it's just fuel. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. If you think it's just fuel and it's in a, if we don't fix it now, it will haunt you till you die. Yeah. Like it's, it's the same as people saying it's just calories in versus calories out. I'm sorry. That's BS. It's not, it's not that easy because if it was that easy, then no one would be overweight. Mm-hmm. No one. Yeah. It's, it definitely gets like, it definitely gets deeper, right? Like just telling you with like the issues that you had prior, like just say, Oh, just eat less, move more. Like, okay, technically, maybe, like, (laughs) but we had so many, but there were so many more layers we had to work through first. You know what I mean? For you, what was the hardest thing to unlearn? The hardest thing for me to grasp was that I can eat what I want and be okay with it. I was going to be okay. As long as I write it down. For me, the biggest thing, and every once in a while I'll write grant, and I'm like, oh, I ate food. <laughs> I want to write it down. And then like 20 minutes later, sometimes two hours later, I write it down. 
So for me, that is the biggest thing of being accountable and eating what I want to eat and realizing I can have a cookie and I have not messed up my day. I have not messed up my week. I have not messed up anything. So for me, that was the biggest, the biggest thing is just coming to peace and realizing that, uh, you know, a hundred calorie snack thing, that's fine. You can eat a hundred calorie snack thing. You can have a cookie every damn day if you want. <laughs> you can have dessert every day if you want. And also you can pass on things if you want. Yeah. We are, the world will never run out of Oreos. You don't have to eat an Oreo just because it's there. Mm-hmm. But if you want to eat it, eat it. And coming to peace with that, um, again, pre you guys, food would call my name. I could never have any snacky type of things, anything that I struggled with in the house because it would literally call my name. I could tell you, I could itemize to you what I had in my pantry. Now my pantry is so full of things that are expired. Wow. They don't call my name because I know I've given myself permission to eat what I want, when I want, and what quantity I want. And because I've given myself that permission, it's no longer bad food. It's no longer naughty food. It's no longer, I don't know, the, you know, forbidden fruit, if you will. Um, so taking that aspect away has helped. Like we went to Florida my family had ice cream. I didn't have the ice cream. And it's not that I was denying myself ice cream. I just honestly didn't want it. Mm-hmm. So why am I going to eat it? Mm-hmm. I know it's there. I can get ice cream anytime I want. I got ice cream at a different place because I wanted it. But I just didn't feel like it. And I was okay. I still have that uh, screenshot whenever you sent that to me. That was a big moment. It was. Now I did have the gelato. There's one place. That (laughs) That place looks so good too. That's incredible. So good. I've been going there since I was a little girl. (laughs) Uh, So that one I definitely indulged in. But again, kind of like a blizzard. Whether you have the big blizzard, little blizzard, it doesn't matter. You don't have to eat all of the blizzard. You can put it back in your freezer. Just eat until you're satisfied. And it's okay. Yep. And, and you can go on vacation, you can enjoy yourself, you can have fun and it doesn't, doesn't do anything. No. I love that. I love that. You know, and I think, I think the people, the thing people listening to need to really take home. The fact is that you've been doing this while losing all the weight. I think people like the, the biggest hesitation when teaching this that I hear people say is right around now they go, but Jared, you don't get it. I need to lose weight though. I don't have time to do this other stuff. Like the fixed food relationships, I'm in a hurry, which I have my own issues with that because it's like you can't have one without the other. But um, but you managed to do this while losing all of the weight and getting to where you want to be. They, they, they all go hand in hand. Yeah, I lost weight going to Disney World. I went to Disney World while I was with you guys. And I've been down to Florida once more. Um, we had um, money because of covid with flights and stuff so that's how we were able to go uh because it got stuck in the bank so 
off to Florida we go twice. <laughs> one more time. Um, but I have managed to lose weight both times on vacation because, and that's without tracking. It's intuitive eating when I do that um, because I don't eat like a jerk. I always try to tell people too, and and I think that you know you're really you know, hopefully that uh, now resonates with people. But I, I always tell people that once you get the headspace side of things under wrap, once you get that side of things taken care of, I don't want to ever say anything is easy, but the weight loss component is very simple. Once food has no power over you anymore, this whole thing becomes again, I don't want to ever say easy, but it becomes very simple. No, it, it does for me. Um, and that's why I said saying calories in versus calories out is BS. Because for me, for some people, maybe it is. But for me and for other people like me that have been struggling with their weight for their whole life, that have over a 100 pounds to lose, it's not calories in versus calories out. The struggle's up here. It is 100% up here. Everyone knows what to do. No matter what everyone knows what to do. It's what's up here. And you have to heal your relationship first with the food. Because when I was with Weight Watchers, and I lost the 70 pounds, I was angry. And I never appreciated where I was. Did I lose the weight? Yes, I did. And I gained it all back. Because I never came to peace with me. I never came to peace with food. And I was just angry and frustrated the whole time. And I never sat with my emotions. I never sat with where I was and appreciated where I was. Mm. And it's completely different. Absolutely. Well, that's the thing. Food is more than, I'm sorry, uh, weight loss is more than physical, right? Like it's it, like when people say just calories in, calories out, food's just fuel, just buckle down and do your thing. Like that's assuming everything is based in just physical. That means there's no mental component. There's no emotional component. There's no childhood conditioning component. There's no psychology around food component. There's no binge eating component. There's no fucked up intuition component, but like those six things and there's more that was just off the top of my head are, are, are everything like your like our weight loss is based in our emotions and how we feel and meanings we've attached. And like, like I, I made a post yesterday that pissed off some people, which is fine. It was my intuitive <laughs> eating post. I said, here's why intuitive eating, intuitive eating is keeping you struggling. And it was basically, I said like, it's not that intuitive eating is bad, but you're not ready for it. Like your intuition is what's making binge eating sound like a good idea. It's we have to like, that's a high level skill set. So for just all these Instagram fitspos to say, just intuitively eat, your body just knows. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Not when you've been fucking in Weight Watchers since you were 12 and, and struggling for decades, you know? No, absolutely. Grant, why do you think she's been so successful? This is my favorite, one of my favorite questions to ask, but why do you think Heather has been so successful? Like, cause we're talking like in under like a year, like shifting like decades worth of bullshit. Mm -hmm. Right. So like why, why from the, the, the coach's perspective has she been successful? Yeah. I, I feel like I always have the, uh, the, the same kind of answer to this, but so I think a number of things, I think number one, you did an excellent job of being able to let go of the outcome, right? You were able to just hone in and focus on the present moment. But, um, you know, the, the, the one thing that I, I will say, and, and I joke with people on this because, I have people that I work with that, you know, accomplish so much, 
so much. And then there's also, you know, the other end of the spectrum with that. And the information that I give, how we go about things, yes, it's going to be, you know, very individual given the situation. 100% understand that. But the information that I present people with, you know, what I have them do, so on and so forth, is largely the same. What separates people that get crazy good results that ultimately change the the course of their life, the outcome of their life, all those great things. It's the action takers, right? So you are an action taker. You know, there there were, were I mean, hell, so many moments where you were like, oh man, I don't want to do this. I mean, it's not like you had, I mean, hell, there were so many highs and lows. I mean, not every day was a good day, but you still showed up for yourself and that's what it takes, right? And again, that that is always going to be my answer to that. That is always going to be the thing that separates those that, you know, get their, uh, you know, their dreams, those that ultimately achieve that. And those that don't, it's those that can take action. Because again, the the information that I give people, sure, there are going to be specifics given the situation, but it's largely the same, right? So it's then, you know, the question is, well, why is it that some people are able to get such crazy good things from it? And some people aren't, it's because you're an action taker. Uh, Yes, I am. Um, I've always been that way in some aspects, but having the support from you, and from the two groups that you have, the one that is private and the one that's uh, public is instrumental in that as well. Um, having a cheerleader in your corner cheering you on has helped me on so immensely on a personal level and also on a business level. Um, I'm doing very well with my baking business. Yeah. You're actually, um, it's kind of a, you know, our sewer backed up into our basement. Not fun. No. Um, yeah, that's it's okay. It's okay. But it is providing us an opportunity that we're going to put a kitchen in the basement. Let's go. So making lemon out of lemonades, right? I'm sorry. Lemonade out of lemon. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but I never would have believed in myself yeah. ever, ever without you, Grant allowing me the possibility to dream and to believe in myself. So that has been huge. The other thing is, and I go back to the emotions, learning as uncomfortable as it is and was to sit with my emotions and just sit with them and process them. Sometimes in my head, a lot of times journaling, I struggle with my journal. I'm I'm going to admit that, but Grant's always like journal it, write a letter. And I do, but, um, I sit with it. And again, through the, I guess, cheerleader, raw, 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 just embracing what you're saying, doing what you're telling me to do, being open to things that make me feel uncomfortable at times the uncomfortableness is becoming less and less every time the emotions are becoming deeper and less scary. I've learned how to, because I use food to mask my emotions, especially the, I like to call them the icky emotions, the bad ones. I now have labels for them. I can now tell you what despair feels like. I can tell you what heartbreak feels like. I can tell you all of those things, but I can also tell you that I have sat with those emotions I have embraced those emotions and I have risen from it and I didn't collapse. I didn't crumble and I'm stronger and I know that I'm going to be okay. And I know that I am okay. And I think that has lifted me up 
before I would avoid those feelings with food. I would mask it because food makes you feel better. Food makes you feel, you know, the chocolate, the chips, it, it makes, it's yummy. So that's the emotional part. But it's just a mask. It's a band-aid. And I've learned to deep down stuff. And now I know whatever life throws my way, I'm going to be okay because I'm okay. It's so powerful. I think because this is the thing I think most people forget and you've, uh, dare I say, mastered and done so well with is that you change the fundamental character traits of who you are. I've said it for years that if you only lose weight, and that's the only thing that happens if you you're, you lose weight, you tone up, your clothes fit better, and nothing else in your life changes, you did it wrong. But when you change the character of who you are, the way you think, the way you, tr- you, you process emotions, the way that you think, and then ironically, you lose weight because of those things, everything else in your life changes. That's how to lose weight the right way. And you've done that. That's fucking incredible. Thank you. Now- so this is, this is why like binger to baker people, like this is what I'm talking about. What would you say? I'm curious. What would you say as we wrap up here? What would you say to someone who's is where you were, who feels lost, who feels hopeless, like who feels like, fuck, I've like, they, like when you told your story, they're like, that's me. That's me. That's me. Whole, Cause I know for a fact, whenever I ha- like that happens, like when I have like, I know for a fact there will be hundreds and thousands of people when you were telling your story, their head was nodding. They go, I started Weight Watchers when I was a kid. My parents didn't know what they were doing, even though they meant well. I've tried that. I've done that. What would you say like to that person right now? I would say, uh, first of all, forgive yourself. Give yourself grace. You will learn what grace is. It's going to be okay. You have done your best. You've done the best with the tools that you have in your toolbox. Now it's time to turn to you guys to ask for help because you have tools that I didn't have. And you're going to ask them to do things that will make them feel uncomfortable, not in a bad way, but if they're in the same position as me, they have probably been avoiding certain emotions and certain situations for a very long time. And you are, you will be overwhelmed because you are dealing with emotions that you have not felt since you were probably a child. You've been avoiding these emotions for 25, 30 years or however long it's been. And you just have to sit with them, journal with them, or sometimes literally I sit and I just feel it and let it wash over you. And every time you get that emotion, it will become less and less and less overwhelming. Because when you do feel those negative emotions, it is overwhelming and it's scary. And sometimes it's debilitating at times. Just trust the process and embrace it. You guys know what you're doing. If I knew what I was doing, I would have figured (laughs) it out 30 years ago. I didn't know what I was doing. I knew what I was doing up to a point. But I knew that I was missing the headspace part. And that for me is the biggest part that you guys offer is help with the headspace, help with whether you're an emotional eater, whether you're a binger, whatever, even if you're an emotional and a binger, which is what I think I was, it will be okay. The time will pass 
it doesn't matter how long it takes you to get to that moment of time of feeling your relationship. Just take your time, process it. You will get there, but you have to believe in it and you have to do the stuff even when you don't want to. I remember when Grant's like, I need you to send pictures. <laughs> and I'm like, I do not want to send you pictures. <laughs> I do not. So you have to, I did it. I do it in a bathing suit where I'm comfortable. We can still see the change. Just do it. That's amazing. You have like, Heather, you have the most amazing energy ever. I like, I swear I can feel every word you say, like, which is <laughs> absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Um, that's awesome. Grant, do you have any final thoughts with, with all of this? I know it's hard to, 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 to top that. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I don't know if I can even say anymore. Um, no, I mean, again, I, I think that it's just one of those things where I, I wish the, I, I've always, you know, uh, joked with people. I wish that there was a way to like share experiences. Like I wish that we could literally like Heather, I wish there was a way for you to like take that experience and just transfer it to others. And I, I think that with that, guys, if you want to have that kind of a, a realization, if you want to have, you know, that kind of a life altering experience, and I'm not even say with coaching, but just take a chance with yourself, right? Do the uncomfortable work for a long period of time. And I promise you, you will like the outcome. I promise you, you will like what's on the other side of this stuff. And again, it's, it's one of those things where there's no way to actually articulate what it feels like to change your life unless you've done it. I, I've personally done it and I couldn't explain that to someone, Heather, you've done it. And you know, there just probably aren't the words to actually, you know, articulate how that feels, but it's just one of those things, guys, take, take a chance with yourself. It's like, it's like trying to describe color to a blind person is the way that yeah, I exactly. think about it. Yeah. You know, I love it. Now, Heather, here's the big question. Do you want to plug your, I don't know if you ship your baking stuff. Do you want to plug your baking goods? So if someone wants to support you in those endeavors, um, I, I don't even know if you ship stuff or if it's all local or I, not. So I don't, I don't ship stuff yet. Um, I am not licensed yet. <laughs> I just <laughs> it's, it fine. it's fine. It's <laughs> fine. Don't turn me in. Um, but, uh, Definitely check me out. I'm going to say come Christmas 2023. I will have my kitchen in. I will be licensed by that point in time. Uh, my name on Facebook is Sugar Cubed Creations. You might have to look up Sugar Cubed Creations Canada, but that is my name. That's my name on Instagram, um, Sugar Cubed Creations, and you will find me there. Uh, but no, I don't ship just yet yet yeah, but the second that you were up and running i'm getting some of those shark cookies those are so cool that's amazing thank you yeah they, were, they were really awesome that's amazing um no i, I, I was going to ask even if you aren't like to drop your your handle and stuff that way for you know if and when that time does come uh that that way that way people can find you because the dope thing with the podcast is this is evergreen this is not going anywhere so um and usually when someone finds the podcast, they listen to all episodes. So yeah, just don't turn me in. Give me, <laughs> give, me uh, give me some time. I'm working on it. I'm just a mom. I'm a mom of three kids. Let's and I'm go. making cookies that are low risk baked items. So I'm not killing anyone. I'm not working with meat, not working with cheese. I'm making cookies and I, I'm working on it. We're just in the process of finishing uh, the basement after. Yeah. Sewage. That was so fun. I but, bet. Uh, <laughs> that, that was another moment in our journey too, where you just did an excellent job getting through that, right? That was hella stressful, yeah. but you did a great job getting through that. 
I love that. It's awful. <laughs> Man, now this we're is, in the fun part. That's now right. The fun part. Now Absolutely. the fun part begins. Yeah. This has been easily, and I don't say this, you guys can listen to my all, all my episodes. I very rarely say this. This has been one of my favorite interviews. Um, this oh, has been this has been spectacular. Um, well, I appreciate both of you guys coming on here. Heather, thank you for being so open and sharing your very uh your your journey, but also your your childhood and your experiences. Um, because I know for a fact this is gonna help hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people. So um, I really, really appreciate that. And I know those listening appreciate it as well. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. And thank you for creating the community that you have. I love it. Awesome. Well, I will talk to both of you guys very soon. All righty. See you guys. Thanks. Bye. And we are back. Thank you so much for uh, listening to today's episode of Dieting from the Inside Out. I know if you stuck around for the whole thing, you got a lot of value out of this. And I hope this just gave you hope and a few things that you could take away to apply to your life to get on the other side of your binge eating and all of your weight loss struggles. Um, and also definitely go give uh, go give Heather a follow on her Instagram. And whenever she's able to start shipping cookies, you should absolutely go, go order some from her. She's an amazing human. And uh, yeah, you should definitely do that. Now, before you go, I do have a few things um, down in the description, a few things for you. Number one is if you have not already subscribed to the show and left us a review, be sure and do that. It helps out more than you know. Um, if this, if you got a lot of value from this, please share this with someone. We put a lot of time, energy, effort, and money into this show just to help you. And it would mean the world if you either send this to someone who you think needs it that could really benefit from the story um, or even share it on like your Instagram story. Those things help out more than you know. And I really, really appreciate it. Now, if you are struggling and you are stuck and you are where Heather was, so to speak, and you are just having the hardest time, you've been struggling for decades, nothing seems to work. You binge eat, you struggle with all these different things and you want the kind of help Heather got where she was able to turn around her, her, her decades of struggle in just a handful of months. It's the most amazing thing ever. If you want that and you want to get the help and get the clarity and get the plan, the blueprint and get held accountable, you should absolutely go apply for coaching at the link below. Um, first of all, applying through the podcast, you will go straight to the front of the line because we can only take on a, a, a certain amount of people per month in terms of clients to ensure quality is there for everyone. Um, and and this way you'll get go, get bumped to the front of the line. But also if you apply through the podcast, you're going to get, um, if assuming you get accepted into coaching, you're going to get about $4,000 worth, worth of free stuff. Um, and I'll just say that like you are quite literally getting thousands of dollars worth of extras that, um, that people have paid a lot of money for. And I know you'll get a lot of value out of those because I just want to say thank you and reward action takers. So, and if you sit here and listen to me talk on the podcast, you have a very special place in my heart. So if that's you and you want that kind of help and to have the results like, Heather, because you have not been able to get it on your own, you should absolutely apply for coaching. That way we can see if this is even a good fit. And assuming it is, um, that way we can show you what the program looks like, make sure your expectations are on point and then answer any questions you have. Then we could talk about potential options, what that would look like. Um, now if that's not you and you're like not even sure where to get started, you're not sure if coaching is the right fit or not. I would definitely go through some of my other free stuff I have below as well. I have a, I have a free course that's going to give you the A to Z's of weight loss. Um, it's called the fat loss checklist. It's going to make everything simple for you. Um, but if you don't have a home base, if you don't have a spot where you can go to, to get loved on, to get support, to get, um, to get help, to get your questions answered, to get inspired, things like that, you should absolutely join my free Facebook group. It's called fat loss simplified. And that's all we do in there is, is make fat loss so simple and doable in where the results like actually stick this time. That's what I teach. If you like this kind of content, you will love the content in that group. I'll leave a link below where you can join. Um, I think it's it. 
trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, if you're not following my other socials, my TikTok and Instagram, absolutely do that. Definitely go check out the podcast website if you have not. It's dietingfromtheinsideout.com because we have all the show notes. We have uh, the entire, every all the episodes, including this one, transcribed in a blog format. So if you would rather read through this or skim through it, you can. Um, but yeah, and be sure and, uh, and also subscribe on YouTube because we have all the episodes there as well. Otherwise, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate the fuck out of you. I'll talk to you next time.